Are you ready? It's that time! Welcome, everybody, to uh, this next episode, episode seven, I believe, of season two of Man, Bones, and Jesus. I am one of your degenerate hosts for the podcast, Josh Laborious. I'm a pastor in, uh, in Eastvale, California, and, and surrounding areas. And to my left or right, I don't know how Zoom organizes these videos in the recording, is, uh, and if you're listening, it doesn't matter, but he's Ben Olschlager. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, out of Lake Orion, Michigan, at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, which I remembered the name of today. I'm going to count that as a win. There's just there's too many shepherds at this point. I'm going to be honest. Uh, there's a there's another Good Shepherd Lutheran Church close enough to us here in Michigan that when we did a fundraiser the other week, you had to specify Good Shepherd Lutheran Church Lake Orion. Uh, in order to make sure that the the proceeds of your purchase went back to the right place. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so today Josh and I thought we would take a little bit of a different uh, route than some of the hot fire that we've been uh, spouting lately, um, and we're gonna we're gonna slow it down. We're gonna talk about something a little more personal something a little bit more i don't like the tone that your voice is picking up as you're saying these things it uh it's alluding to something we're not talking about ben no no no, no. i don't know no. if that was intentional we, we've already done sex josh i think people recognize that's not where i'm going if, if you say so if you think that's where i was going then you're fine we we we're not going there again today. Don't worry about it. Today we're talking about devotion. Um, not the like concept of devotion, but the practice of doing devotions, um, especially on a personal level. Um, it's a good habit to get into to do uh, group devotions if uh, you have you know a small group of family, um, uh, a group of elders or uh, whoever that wants to partake in those um but especially for your own spiritual growth um a time of devotion however that may look can be an incredibly uh significant piece to your growth as a christian um so first things first i think my methods for personal devotion are a little bit out out there maybe or off the wall what ben has things he does that are weird i never would have guessed that that's not surprising at all is it um so i'm going to save my thoughts and opinions for uh later and instead i'm going to turn it to josh who i know has not standard but like a much more um organized way of doing devotion than i do so josh why don't we just start off what is your devotional life look like 
Okay, so I am I am full disclosure. I'm going to describe what my what my devotional life is on a day where things are going well, right? Some days like this stuff just it just doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. on on a day where where chaos isn't hitting too heavily. Um, Every morning I work out, and as most of you know at this point, I, I lift weights. That's a that's a major part of my exercise routine. And if you're unfamiliar, weightlifting has you you break your weights into sets, and from sets into reps. Um, and in between sets, you are supposed to take a break. Uh, depends on who you ask, how long it is. I typically shoot for two minute breaks. Um, and I'm not doing any like you're you're sitting there waiting to lift your next set. So I take that opportunity. I have the, I have the Logos app on my phone. I have my Bible on my phone. Um, so while I'm sitting there in between weights, I'll, I'll read. I'll read some scripture and I'll read a. Uh, this is going to sound so. You know what? It'll sound how it sounds. Um, I, and I also read a section of the Book of Concord every day. Um, just like, uh, and for those of you who don't know, the book of Concord is like the, it's the confessions of the evangelical Lutheran church, right? Um, it's the, it's the book that Ben and I are both, uh, sworn to as pastors in the LCMS. Um, and I, I, it's not a ton, like I'll read over the course of my workout, I'll read six chapters of, of the Bible and I'll read like two pages of the book of Concord. Um, but I, I do that just to, to keep me in the word, um, to kind of start my day with that. And the book of Concord is just to kind of keep me grounded in, in kind of the focus that the Lutheran church has on the gospel and, and on some of the other things that the book of Concord really hammers again and again and again. So that's, that's kind of where my day starts. And then when I get into the office, office, quote unquote, this is my spare bedroom, but it's it's my office for eight to nine hours a day. Um, Lutheran Hour Ministries does a really cool, uh, like it's it's a written devotion, but on if you go to their website, it's a daily devotion, and they record the audio. So I the first thing I do when I get in is I just it's like four minutes. I listen to that, and then um, my wife and I after dinner. And this is this is the one that really like this happens when days are going well. If days are getting chaotic, this happens less. But uh, after we eat dinner, instead of just doing the the typical um, closing pr- like after meal prayer, that's when we do kind of uh, that's when we pray together and we'll pray for you know different things that we came across during our day, different prayer requests that other people have given us. That's um, and we, and we pray together. And then right before we go to bed, uh, we read a section of the Bible. Um, I'll read it out loud. And and to clarify what I mean by section, I mean we we go by the headings. In in the, so we've been working through Judges lately. Um, some of them it's about a half a page. Uh, Samson's story is kind of all put into one big heading. So that was that was a, a longer reading, but. Um, and that's kind of how we close our days. So my in, in my head, I've, I've always strived 
to start and end my day connecting with my faith at some level, whether it's a reading or uh, or a prayer or, or something. And and like I let off with, because that's a lot, right? Um, especially if you don't do personal devotions, you're like, you start your day with six chapters. Yeah, I'm, I'm lifting weights for an hour. What else do you want me to do? Um, it's a lot. And, and I want to be f- like full disclosure, full transparency with you guys. It doesn't always happen mm-hmm. on any given of those four things. I think I listed four things on any given day. Two, two of them happen. Three of them happen. It rarely do I actually get to all four, um, which is something I need to work on because it's, it's good. And I, I should strive to do this, but the reality is sometimes it just doesn't happen. So that's kind of how I approach my personal devotions. Um, is this, is this where I cue your, you for whatever weird habit you're teeing us up for? <laughs> I have, folks, I have no idea what he's going to come down the pipeline with. He's, it's, he's going to say he does like interpretive dance in his basement or something. Don't, don't think about that. Don't because Chris is going to find out it was my fault and I am not willing to take the blame for you starting to do interpretive dance in your basement. I'm not, I'm not holding the phone for that one. I won't go there. Don't worry. Um, Thank goodness. No. So for me, during seminary, um, Josh and I, throughout our seminary experience, had to do these um, development plans. Uh, Good old PDP. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, one of the things that I've struggled with to, to like just do consistently is some form of personal devotion. Um, and especially being in seminary, I found it difficult, no matter how many times I tried to like consistently sit down and start with scripture every day, I found it really tough for me specifically to sit down, crack open my Bible and just like have a devotional time. Um, And I found that that oftentimes was because that ended up feeling too much like homework um and so i just experimented with some more like kind of outside the box ways of being in scripture um engaging in things relevant to the christian life um and finding i don't like unique and interesting times for prayer um so starting my vicarage year when i would drive into the office in the morning uh, i had like a eight to ten minute drive in depending on how many lights i hit um that was my prayer time um the radio in my car is rarely if ever on because drive time is a great time for prayer time if i'm on a road trip then yeah, if no, you something. if you had but, said that in the context of any other conversation, I would call you a psychopath. What? That my radio is almost always off? Who drives in a silent car by themselves? That's like you're on your way to serial kill somebody. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a criminal minds episode waiting to happen at that point. 
But you included the prayer time, and and I can't say that. Yeah. Um. So if anyone's gotten in my car recently and wondered why the heck the radio is never on, that's that's what's going on there. Because um, he's going to criminal mind you. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> another thing that I've done, um, oftentimes if I'm walking or mowing the lawn or um, I'll do this a lot to go to bed. I have a hard time getting my my brain to slow down when the rest of my body is like, Ben, you need to go to bed. Um, and so I give it something to focus on and I'll, I'll fall asleep while listening to um, sometimes a podcast, sometimes scripture, um, sometimes music, just kind of depends on the day. Um, and so I'll like... I'll just pop in and pop in a headphone and uh, and drip drift off to sleep listening to scripture. Um, and I'll do the same thing when I'm like out for a walk or mowing the lawn or um, just when I have time where it makes sense to listen to it. Because for me, like devotional reading of scripture is tough um it's a little bit better now uh now that i'm ordained as a pastor for some reason because i get to no, spend... I'll, I'll tell you why it's better or i'll tell yeah. you why i would suspect it's better because i'm not getting you're graded not on in it school anymore <laughs> it's because you're not writing papers having to analyze two verses for eight pages right that's fair that's fair um so it doesn't so feel do, like, like homework as much anymore yeah I definitely get some devotional time in on whatever the texts are for the week. I wrote my, my sermon, uh, for yesterday. Yesterday was, uh, Pentecost for those of you who are listening to this podcast and not knowing what day we record this on, which is, I was about to say a week and a half in advance. Yeah. A week and a half in advance of its release. Um, but I wrote it on the Psalm and my, my, my sermon was a prayer based on the psalm um and it was in large part just kind of my devotional thoughts on that psalm from the week um and so in that in that way like yeah i've been able to do some of that but still just like having the opportunity to to listen to scripture has been different and it's been different enough that i don't feel like it's something that i'm doing because i have to um and then the last thing and i think this is something that gets undersold as a devotional practice um but is certainly something that's helpful or or beneficial is just engage in um christian conversations um that whether that's like okay so this one might be a bit too much of a shameless plug um, but if you are listening to this podcast uh, about the Christian life, um, about things like our devotional practices, about things like our ability to communicate, about things like not being a jerk, um, like we are trying to engage you in growing as a, a Christian man or woman. And I think that like engaging in that conversation, even if you're not necessarily actively a part of the conversation that Josh and I are having here. In some ways, it's still devotional. Um, 
because you are considering what it looks like to grow in your Christian walk. Um, and so I like to just engage with Christian conversations through podcasts, through books, um, through the occasional, uh, I've got some guys on YouTube that I follow, um, that like kind of push the boundaries of, um, my, my consumption theologically or like theological perspective wise, not necessarily that I'm adhering to their theology, but it's interesting to look at someone from another denominational background and go, okay, how are they approaching this issue? And it can help me be informed uh, about how some of my congregational members might be approaching the issue because they might be coming from a similar background or they might be consuming similar media. Um, it can help me maybe think of how some of these things might fit into a Lutheran framework too. Um, and so just engaging in some of these Christian conversations, I think can be an incredibly important piece of our devotional practice. And one that we kind of eschew because it's, it's not just like cracking open the Bible and studying it for all right. it's worth. Well, and I want to, I, I want to kind of draw some things out of both of our, because what you've heard so far is you've heard what our practices are. And I think drawing some principles out of this, the first, the, the two things that I, I think are worth like thinking about as your three things that, that are important to think about as you're going into your devotions. Um, first is why are you doing them? Okay. If you're doing them to say, I read my Bible or you're doing them to say, I've read through my Bible this number of times. Um, I, I mean, obviously I'd rather that be your reason than you not do it at all, but not a great reason because the quote, why do we do devotions? It is to stay. And I'm, I'm stealing from Edgewater's mission statement here. It is to stay rooted in the gospel to constantly keep in your mind the, the fact that Jesus is Lord, that God raised him from the dead, um, and, and to walk in faith. So to constantly kind of be forming you into uh, closer and closer to the person that God intends for you to be, that God wants for you to be. So it's important to keep that in mind because your devotions can pursuing those goals, your devotions can look a whole bunch of different ways. And that's the second thing to pull from this is I, I am admittedly more traditional. You know, I read, I read the Bible. I, I do prayer. I, I listen to a, a devotion. Like these are pretty kind of these are vanilla devotionals. Um, whereas Ben, he, he listens to podcasts and, and he, he prays in his eerily silent car and, <laughs> and he does these sorts of things, right? So you have to find something like if you are not a, a reader, the, the, the intellectual in me, the academic in me says, maybe you should work on that because reading is a, is a really good skill to have. But then just cracking open your Bible and starting in Genesis and reading through is probably not going to be the best way for you to be rooted in the gospel and walking in your faith. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're very much an auditory person and you like to listen to stuff, you know, find stuff to listen to it, I mean, and it could be the Bible, because mm -hmm. if you download either Logos or the, the Bible app, the YouVersion app, 
um, it'll read the Bible aloud to you. Mm-hmm. You just, you click the little speaker button and it'll start going. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're a visual guy, this might seem childish, but I would do it. Um, so it probably is childish. That's beside the point. Um, there's, there's a series of books called the, uh, the action Bible. They're super cool. Uh, can you hear that in the background? Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, that was my robot vacuum. It just, uh, emptied its bag and my dog doesn't like the the sound of that. Anyway. Um, I don't even know where I was going. I totally lost my, Oh, the action Bible. It's like this guy or these people, I don't even, I, it's probably a team of people. They, they take the Bible and they make it into like a graphic novel, comic book kind of thing. It's super cool. And if you're a more visual learner, if, if you prefer, if you like pictures, it's a great way to kind of get at it. Um, so that's the second thing is you, you got to find something that kind of fits where you're at. And I would encourage you push yourself a little bit in that. Um, don't just stay within your comfort zone, but keep one foot in the comfort zone, right? Because if you hate every second of doing your devotions, you're not going to be able to do them consistently. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the last thing that I, I think is important to recognize is you either have to find protected time or make protected time for your devotions. So like you were here, Ben was doing it in car rides. I do it in between sets. And it's because what else, like that time is kind of, it's always there. Mm -hmm. If your attitude toward devotions is I'll just do it when I get a spare second, you're never like, you're never going to get a spare second. Um, This is something I, I especially tell college students as they're leaving for college. I say, listen, if you don't make time for something, something else is always going to take that time. Um, so when it comes to devotions, you either have to find a time like a, a commute or or a time in your day that's always kind of there and it's always relatively open, or you have to make that time. You have to say every morning, I am going to get up 15 minutes earlier and I'm gonna take these 15 minutes for devotions. Um, and, and that's all there is to it, because if you just kind of keep waiting for devotions to magically happen, <laughs> they're not going to, not on any sort of consistent basis anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what I think is, is good to draw from our examples, I guess. That uh, feels like, who are we to set the example for anybody, but yeah. Um, that's kind of what what I would see because we, like I said, my habits aren't perfect. I'm sure Ben's habits aren't perfect, but we are fairly consistent in our devotions, right? We're we're in in that way. Um, so, and, and be satisfied with imperfection, mm-hmm. like do wanting to do devotions every night and only getting them done five nights a week is still much better than not doing them at all even though it's not you're not like oh i didn't get all seven days you did five and and that's a lot better than nothing so um have i broken up my my high school's uh motto yet on this podcast 
No. Okay. Uh, I went to a Lutheran high school, but had the had the great motto: striving for perfection to achieve excellence. I can respect that. Yeah, uh, and I think that's not a bad motto to live by. Like we're not perfect. We're called to be perfect, as our heavenly Father is perfect. You're not going to get there, though. Yeah. Not until he comes back. Yeah. So what is the, the like, top level that we can possibly attain to? Well, I guess we can attain to, to perfection, but that we can actually achieve? I think it'd be excellence. Excellence. That was my, uh, my high school's was expect excellence which was true of the of the school when I went there. But by the time my brothers were going through, they didn't really expect excellence anymore. <laughs> the administration yeah. uh, went downhill. We'll just we'll say that. Fair um, enough. So I, I thought it might be helpful. And I hope you agree with me, Ben, is just to kind of throw out some ways of doing devotions that are different even from what we do so you've heard yep. a handful of things that we do but as we were talking a couple things came to mind these are either resources that i've been told about or resources that i've used in the past that i would kind of put my stamp of approval on um, there's an app it is a free to use app called soul space and it is a um, it's a daily meditation app so what they do is uh there's really like relaxing they're like five to ten minutes i think there's really relaxing music in the background um and they start with like a bible verse and they ask you like some reflective questions and then the, there's space in the recording for you to just kind of think about it um and then they do a short little prayer and they kind of wrap up like that and it's very it's a really easy accessible, especially if you don't do devotions. It's very easy. You just click play once a day and you listen through it. It's very relaxing. Um, it, it might be really good if, if, especially if you have a stressful job. Um, I'm thinking right now, I know I have, uh, there's a gentleman who listens to this podcast who is a police officer. I imagine you are not, you are not feeling as relaxed as possible when you get home maybe take five minutes sitting in your car outside and listen to this podcast. Um, and that's true for him, but true. If you have a stressful job, that could be a really good way. You get your devotion and it has the added benefit of it. It's a little bit of de-stress. It kind of re, re gets your head in a better spot for when you walk in the door and start interacting with the people you love. Right. Um, so that's the Soul Space app, S O U L S P A C E, um, and that, and then on the other end, so that's like a really easy, accessible, like anyone can do this one. Uh, I, I suppose anyone can do this next one too. But this is like if you're really looking to kind of push, read some theology books, like like get into some good good stuff and if you need recommendations oh i have i i have so many books i would love if everyone in my congregation read I, there are at least three books that if i could get everyone in my congregation to read i would be thrilled i don't think i ever will especially because one of them is by joel bierman and it's written 
It is not written accessibly. Which uh, one? I the a case for character. Okay. If 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 I were to say if you're interested in in Christian ethics and Christian living, the two theology books I would recommend without a uh, hesitation, a case for character by Joel Bierman and Resident Aliens by Stanley Hauerwas. <laughs> I uh, I took I forget what what the name of the class was. I took a class essentially on Christian ethics with Bierman. It was like the the lutheran virtue ethic or i don't i don't know but those two books were were textbooks for the course and i was like these are some good books these are well written um it's like in the law and gospel class was it yeah the one where we had to read the history of law and gospel and uh yeah uh law living and the third or thunder lightning and the third use of law or something like that Yeah, I didn't uh, like that book. That book was anyway. So if, read some theology books. If you need recommendations, <laughs> eh, we would be happy. We would be happy to point you in the in a, in a direction for theology books that we would love you to read. Mm-hmm. Or if there's an area that you're interested in, like we've we went through four years of seminary, we we can at least point you to good books on any given topic. And and this is one thing I would reach out to your pastor. And if your pastor isn't one of us and you reach out and say, hey, I want a recommendation for a theology book about X, Y, or Z, they're going to be so happy. They're going to think you're the coolest person ever because <laughs> you asked them for a theology book recommendation. Or they're going to wonder something... what's wrong with you because no one has done that in the decade that That's they've fair. been at your church. That's fair. <clears throat> um, this is one thing I would <laughs> ask, talk to your pastor about because there is bad theology out there. Mm-hmm. There's some really, and like it's presented well and it's published in a book. So we think, oh, it's vetted, but there's like, there are some books that, that their theology is just way out of whack. And your pastor can help you, like even say I recommend Resident Aliens to someone. I, I'm gonna put the caveat on there. You know, Stanley Hauerwas is not a Lutheran. And there are a couple places where I think he goes a little bit further than he should. And, but if, if you talk to your pastor about these theology books, at very least they can give you the warning, like watch out for this. Mm-hmm. Because most of us, we read outside the Lutheran circles and we like theology outside the Lutheran circles. You just have to be a little more careful. You can't accept it wholesale. You have to be a little more discerning with it. Um, although it, if you should be discerning with Lutheran theology too. Um, to make sure everything is above board. Um, what else do I got? Uh, if you're, if you want devotional resources, go to edgewaterlutheran.org. And at the top, there's a tab titled grow. And it has, oh, Lordy, it has like 15 sub tabs. It's, it's so, it's the biggest tab on the site. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, eleven. It has eleven. So, if you want to get connected, uh, there's a whole bunch of resources that just Edgewater, just we make available. Um, and, and I'm sure Ben has resources he can point you to. And most churches have. I shouldn't say that. Some churches have good websites with resources. We, we have a terrible website. It's not. Oh, well. Yeah. 
a lot Sorry. of church. That's why I didn't say most churches because a lot yeah. of churches have bad websites. Yeah. But ours, go to edgewaterlutheran.org. All the devotional content you could possibly want is sitting up there. Ooh, maybe I'll put a I'll put a theology book recommendation page up there. That's an idea for future Josh. So what other what other devotional strategies do you have? I'm my my note card. I'm I'm using almost all of them up. So I think uh, we've missed the easy one, and that is get a like devotional. Oh uh, yeah. Those can sometimes and and by sometimes I mean frequently, be painful. Um. I don't, Josh, you probably ran into these at some point in your life. Uh, the, the, if God loves me, why can't I get my locker open series? Um, yep. You have one. Oh, I have, I have a stack. Oh boy. Um, I had high school teachers who would read those to us every day. Some of them were good many of them were painful um oh maybe i got rid of them anyway well josh is attempting to locate his stack of uh no i think i got rid of them actually okay (laughs) i put them on the free bookshelf at the seminary for someone else that that's for the best um so yeah you have to be a little bit wary um the, the portals of prayer series that the Senate puts out that the Missouri Senate puts out is is depending on who you are sometimes really good and sometimes kind of painful I don't are think you, I told you this I got accepted as an author for portals of prayer I'm so proud of you Josh I think awesome. I it's not until like 2025 okay because it has to like my my devotions are due in 2023 and they have to go through edit like the review board so i don't think they're going to be published for years but eventually i'm going to be one of the authors for portals of prayer which is pretty neat that is pretty neat um but on that note a daily devotional that i can point to and say uh, by and large, not painful. Um, it's called With God Daily. Its tagline is uh, a daily devotional for people who hate daily devotionals. Um, and the guy that writes it, uh, he's Christian Missionary Alliance. So he's not Lutheran, but um, pretty solid. But like anything else, you're a little wary going in like regardless of what the what the uh, material is or who the author is um but he just like kind of does devotions on whatever he finds fascinating so he did one on art a while back he's done them on music he's done them on um particular uh eras of the church or parts of scripture and uh it's just kind of whatever floats his fancy and he tries to just kind of cut out the the fluff like the stuff that often makes daily devotionals cheesy and and impalatable um 
So if you've and if been you looking... like the if you like the cheesy devotionals, more power to you. There are plenty of devotionals for you. Yes, this <laughs> this one tends to be for people who don't like those. Um, so that's a good one. Um, I also, I mean, I mentioned portals of prayer in there. Um, there are some great devotionals. Um, I think Tim Keller put out a couple, one on the Proverbs, and then he's got another one on reading the Psalms um, that are pretty good. Um, I think that's kind of all I wanted to say on daily devotionals. Um, but the a couple other like devotional practices that I think might get undersold are one um if you're a musician or you just really like music um there are all sorts of ways to use your music to work through devotion um if you want if you're at a more traditional congregation and you want to borrow a hymnal from the church ask your pastor obviously before you do this but most pastors will not have a problem with you taking a hymnal home for a week or two to see if you like this there are um settings to chant through the psalms and if you want to just take the hymnal home and chant through the psalms on your own go for it that's not necessarily everyone's cup of tea but it's something you can do um there are i mean there are ways you could write your own music to psalms or um other parts of scripture um you can spend time listening to uh christian musical artists that you like and then think about the 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 lyrics of the songs that they're writing and the places in scripture that that drives you to um if you are more of a visual artist and you like painting or sculpting um you can spend time like a little bit of time in scripture and just see where that inspires you to create um and and think about the way that that shapes your your perspective on a passage really cool devotional this this um this person got a like a notes bible Mm -hmm. like like you can get these at most christian bookstores it's a bible that has just blank lines on on in the margins of the page so you can make notes but she didn't she didn't make notes she did like illustrations mm -hmm. of what was going on at that page and and i mm -hmm. imagine it took her a year or two to get through the whole thing if not but longer. when she was done she had like an illustrated bible front to back yeah. and that's that's really cool yeah yeah so i don't have the dedication for that but if you do go for it because that's awesome I don't, I don't have the artistic talent for that um and and i'll echo josh's um thoughts here of of find you know theological resources and and things to dive into if you if you want to go uh go deep on some of these things um and then one other devotional thing that i think is is worth bringing up and this is maybe I mean, it becomes a little bit less personal when you add other people in it because um, you're breaking the definition of personal. Um, but personal space. I'm not you, interested in anybody in my personal space. 
And it's, if you uh, understand where that quote is from, no, you and I can be friends. Okay. Um, that's not where I expected that to go. Um, <laughs> what? Where did you? Anyway, um, one personal space. Two personal space. You can you can cut me off at any time. I'm just I'm. I'm providing additional context for the one person who listens to this who's going to know what show that's a quote from. Okay. Um, where was I? Josh, you ruined my, my chain of train of thought here. Um, you were you were about to talk about something with other Oh, yeah, people. yeah. So the, the last, I think, devotional practice that's not a bad habit for people to get into is just incorporate other people into their devotional practice. Um, if you are, I mean, Josh, you talked about uh, getting together with your wife for prayer. Um, one of the podcasts that I listen to as a part of my devotional practice, my wife end up, my wife and I end up talking about together a lot because we both really like it and we both like the hosts and we think it it, it brings up some good topics of conversation. Um, it's man buns and Jesus. It's not. It's not man buns and Jesus. Uh, sometimes ah. she is able to listen to our podcasts and sometimes she's sick of hearing my voice. So, um, if that's the issue, I can change your voice. I can make you sound <laughs> like Darth Vader. I, I don't think it would help that much. She'd still know it was me. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, where was I going with this? I'm oh, great yeah. at derailing your train of thought, huh? I, you are, especially today for some reason. Um, but when you bring other people into uh, your devotional practice, it also helps you think critically about the things that you're reading, the things that you're learning, the things that you're you're meditating on. Um, because as Josh and I have said, like, no matter who the the source is for any material that you're you're bringing into that's as long like if you're going straight into scripture um it's a little harder to go off the rails though the fact that we have as many denominations in the world as we do uh, points to the fact that it is certainly possible um but uh when you bring other people in they can challenge you on things that you're reading or things that you're thinking or things that you're hearing um and to quote an often over oft quoted and overused proverb iron sharpens iron um when you have other people engaged and growing with you in the faith um even as you as, as you yourself are trying to grow um if you grow with other people it can be of great benefit um yeah and I think something uh, as as you're thinking and you're you're hearing these ideas and and hopefully some of them struck you as this is something I can add or this is something I can start with. Um, what I'm going to encourage you to do is to apply the principle of progressive overload to your devotional life. Um, <laughs> I'm a meathead. I know I'm a meathead. We can move on. Um, so the concept here is like, you start with, um, you start with what you can and build from there. 
So say, say right now you do nothing for personal devotion, except for listen to this podcast once a week. Um, don't try to go from zero to six Bible chapters a day overnight, because that's not going to, that's probably not going to be sustainable. Start with something a little bit more than if you do nothing, maybe you read uh, a few verses a day, or, or maybe I think one chapter a day for, for a lot of people would be um, a reasonable thing, because reading a, a chapter shouldn't take you too, too much longer than five, five, ten minutes. Um, so, and if, say you already do, uh, you read a chapter a day and you pray for five minutes a day, then the encouragement would be maybe you read two chapters a day, or maybe you add, you listen in to one of these things that we've, we've mentioned today, um, and, and you just add something little to it. Don't, don't try, don't start trying to squat 500 pounds. You start with something smaller than that. The principle is the same here. And, and it's an educational principle as well. Uh, Lev Vygotsky's um, Zones of Proximal Development is the educational theory. So if you're an educational person or a psychologist, you'll appreciate that. And if you're a weightlifter, you'll appreciate the progressive overload. And regardless, the truth of the matter stands. Set, <laughs> go a little bit at a time. Bite off what you can chew. That's that's what I got. That's <laughs> you got anything to say, Ben? You were making a lot of faces over there. Uh, part of that was me trying not to sneeze. Um, oh, yeah. Well, bless you. Well, thank you. Um, I think my I I will issue one counter image here, uh, and that's it's to support what you're saying. Um, my one of my favorite animals of all time is the horned frog because of its stupidity. Um, <laughs> horned frogs are notorious uh, for biting off more than they can chew. Um, they have exceptionally large mouths and exceptionally small bodies compared to the size of those mouths. Um, and so it is a the not... same can be said about your pastors. Yeah, especially these two. Um, the uh, it is not a rare occurrence to stumble across a dead horned frog in the regions of the the uh, the world where they live that has a uh, a food of any kind in its mouth that it was unable to swallow and it has therefore suffocated itself on said food. Um, so just know that like if you think a step is too big it's okay to, to step down from there because like if you dive in too far or try to take on too much all at once, take too big a bite, um, you horn frog yourself and it can just be so overwhelming that you never want to come back to it. I don't know um, that I ever want to be horn frogged. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, you're Thank welcome, you. Josh. Enjoy that image, by the way. This is like the, the the twenty dollar or the bottle of bourbon in a in a bag of cat poop. This is the same kind of that's from <laughs> episode one. For any of you man buns and Jesus buffs, if you got that reference, if not, you can go back to listen to episode one. The audio quality is terrible, um, <laughs> but 
but you can still make out Ben talking about a, I think it was a bottle of bourbon or something in a bag of cat cat poop. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think the point there was the the message you deliver should should be delivered, even if it's a good message, should be delivered in a pleasing way. Uh, otherwise, it's like a bottle of bourbon in a bag of cat poo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I think, and I before we go to takeaways, I want to make one last point. Um, and this is a special, or this is just. We, we started this podcast with Ben mentioning, you know, sometimes uh, during through seminary devotions felt almost like homework. Um, and what I want to kind of point out to you guys is that for your pastor, sometimes devotions can start to feel like work mm-hmm. because that's what we do, right? Like, I, I, I'm going to prep for a sermon today. I'm going to write a sermon tomorrow. Like for a lot of people, devotion looks like what my sermon, like I'm looking at a text and I'm reading about the text and I'm getting, and, but so, so it's, it's a tendency and it's a reality that sometimes for pastors, devotions start to feel like work. Um, so if you have that kind of relationship with your pastor, if you're close to your pastor, um, they would probably appreciate you reaching out and, and support, you know, and, and this kind of goes to Ben's last point. If, if, if you're close with your pastor or if you're one of his elders and you're kind of tasked with the spiritual support of your pastor, it might not, it might be a, a good thing, an appropriate thing for you to say, Hey, pastor, can we once a week or once a month just meet and kind of go through devotions together and and you take the role of of making the devotion not feel like work for him um like i said that's not most of you listening to this podcast you might not have that relationship with your pastor but if you do this is this is a way that you can support uh that you can support him and in a very meaningful way so i just wanted to throw that out there um I think with that, I'm ready for takeaways. Are you ready for takeaways? Show enough. You, you go first. All right. I think my big takeaway is um, just that you like horned that, frogs. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a horned frog. That's always the takeaway. Um, <laughs> that's always that's new always tagline the for the show. Don't be a horned frog. Um, no, I think, I think my, my, takeaway is um devotions doesn't have to be the like very rigid regimented thing that it's often laid out to be um there's a lot of flexibility in and how we're able to approach our devotional life approach our our growth in the body of christ um, a lot of it should be centered around growing in our understanding of his calling on our lives, which is should be done at least in part through a study of his word. Um, but there are still a lot of ways to approach that that don't necessarily just mean getting up 15 minutes early, cracking your Bible open right then and there, and uh, and jotting notes down in the margins. Um, there's a lot of different ways to go from there. And don't be afraid to see what works for you and try a bunch of different things. Um, 
to see how you can approach that that word of God and and grow in it. And I think my um, my takeaway is going to be kind of I think it goes well with yours, and that is this idea of of improve a little bit at a time. Uh-huh. Don't try and go for broke. Um, just and and this is an example my dad used to use. Um, he would say people who are um, I I just realized I don't know if I can use the example he used to use. It's not very uh, it's not very PC. Um, I'll, I'll say it this way. Okay. If you, if your diet, if your diet strategy is like, say you're like me and you drink a lot of Coca-Cola, if your diet strategy is I'm going to stop drinking Coca-Cola, you're changing one thing about your life and and you get in that habit. And then you change, if you need to, you change another thing and, and you're going to get there. It's going to take you a while, but you're going to get to whatever your goal is. I, on the other hand, there are people who will say, Tomorrow morning, I'm waking up, I'm eating my five vegetables and three fruit a day, no sugary drinks, no added sugars, I'm going to work out an hour and a half a day, and they're trying to do all of these things at once. And for the vast majority, for 99.9% of the population, it lasts less than a week, because Mm -hmm. you're trying to do way too much at once and devotions are the same thing. If you say tomorrow I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do three hours of devotion in the day, I'm going to do all these things, and, and you're starting at zero. Most for 99.9% of the population, you're going to burn out within a week. Mm-hmm. So just go a little bit at a time. God's patient. <laughs> I got, I got one more takeaway that I thought of while we were doing this. Okay. Uh, Two that takeaways. Was, that's a first. This is I know, a right? Breaking ground on man buns and Jesus right here. Uh, and it's one of the first things that you said. And that was as you're trying to find a habit or get into a habit or experimenting, exploring your devotional practice. Don't be afraid if it's not perfect because we understand that life can oftentimes be messy, but the point is to try. Um, yeah. Nothing's so as perfect long as you're in this trying, world except Ben's beard. <laughs> as long as you're trying, uh, as your pastors, we're thrilled. Two thumbs up from me. All right. Uh, some prayer idea. That's you're you're being weird again, Ben. It was two thumbs up and a big toe up. You're weird. You're weird. Prayer requests. Uh, <laughs> number one, that Ben would would be a little more normal for the sake of his people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but more seriously, uh, I guess the prayer request is that the Holy Spirit would drive you into prayer um, and that that God would bless your efforts to be more deeply in personal devotion. And kind of thinking with one of the last things we talked about, pray for your pastors and, and their own devotions and their own spiritual health, because sometimes it seems really weird, but sometimes that's the hardest person for them to take care of spiritually is themselves. Uh-huh. so and with that we got some shameless plugs i wonder how many people stop li- like i say shameless plug and they're like okay i'm out peace um we should if, have if like you, we should if have you're one of those people, people to put in the comments 
right? No, just, just, I, I love, I love, if you're still listening and, but you normally stop at shameless plug, just put it in the comments or, or whatever, like, let us know. Yeah. I don't listen to your shameless plugs because, and I'll, this is some incentive. If you don't like shameless plugs, um, if, if on a given video or a given, like the, the listenership, I see the listenership statistics. If I get, let's say, oh, oh, just over 50%, say 20 people listen to the show. If 11 of you comment, I stop listening to the shameless plugs, no more shameless plugs. Well, we'll, we'll nix them because obviously you guys don't want them. Um, but until then, shameless plugs time, uh, subscribe to the podcast. That way you, you know when there are new episodes, you have a reminder to kind of listen in and and see what whatever nonsense we're we're talking about on uh, on that day, um, and go ahead. You can like us on Facebook. You can connect with our page on Facebook. The main advantage of that is if you ever want to hear us talk about something, that is one of the best places to reach out to us. Unless you have a per like, if you're in my congregation, you can just text me, and we'll we'll eventually talk. We have like thirty topics, but we'll eventually talk about whatever you ask us to talk about. Or if you want to come on the show again, you can reach out to us or that Facebook page is a really good contact point if you're not kind of personally connected to, to either of us. So I think that's all the shameless plugging I have. So I think I think that's it. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.